Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Hi, Rebecca Shear here. This summer, we are working hard to create a whole new batch of Circle Round stories for you. While we hunker down in the studio, today we're bringing you a favorite Circle Round tale from the archives. We'll be sprinkling our feed with some new episodes throughout the summer before officially launching our fifth season in September. Till then, enjoy this listener favorite and stay tuned for new stories in the coming weeks. Do you have a piggy bank? If so, how do you decide whether you'll save a coin in your bank or spend it? Well, we're about to meet a farmer whose answer to this question makes a very big impression. On the king. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called The King's Face. Versions of this tale come from a bunch of places, including Greece, Hungary, and Italy, India and Russia, parts of East Africa, and modern-day Iran. Some really great people came together to bring you our version of this folktale, including Broadway stars Derek Baskin and Brandon Uranowitz. Derek has taken the stage in the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee and the Little Mermaid, and is currently starring in Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, for which he received a Tony Award nomination in 2019. And Brandon Uranowitz has received three Tony nominations for An American in Paris, Falsettos, and Burn This. So circle around, everyone, for the king's face. There once was a prince who became king. The moment the new king assumed the throne, his life was a whirlwind. When the royal jewelers weren't fitting him for a crown, the royal tailors were measuring him for a robe. When the royal chefs weren't offering him a dish, the royal artist was sketching him, so the royal engravers could stamp his face onto each and every coin in the kingdom. Then there were the royal advisors, who were always telling the new king exactly what he should do. (laughs) Oh, your highness, you're so lucky to have us around. You just got this job. But we've been working in this palace forever. So clearly, we know what's best for you. And for your people. After all, we are are the royal royal advisors. But the new king wasn't so sure. These royal advisors, when's the last time they stepped foot outside the palace? Do they actually know anything about everyday life in this kingdom? Have they ever even spoken with one of my subjects? If I'm going to be a fair ruler, I need to know how my citizens live, how they get by, what they want, and what they need. Not what a bunch of high and mighty fuss budgets whisper in my ear. So the new king devised a plan. 
he would disguise himself as a commoner and travel across the kingdom so that he could observe the day-to-day life of his people. When the advisors heard this idea, they smirked and rolled their eyes. With all due respect, Your Excellency, you're actually going to meet your subjects? Face to face? Those commoners aren't smart enough to know what they want. Or what they need. That's why we're here. We decide for them. We're far more clever than any of them could ever be. After all, we are are the royal advisors. But the new king was determined. He put on some faded overalls and work boots, mounted his horse, and galloped away from the palace. As the sun blazed down from a bright blue sky, the disguised king encountered a farmer digging up weeds in a field. The man was so immersed in his work that he didn't hear the hoofbeats thumping toward him, then shuffling to a halt. Good morning, sir. The farmer glanced up, then leapt to his feet and bowed down low. Good morning, your majesty. The king was surprised. Your majesty? How did you know it was me? I'm wearing a disguise. That's easy, sire. Your face gave you away. It's engraved on every coin in the kingdom. The king smiled. So it is. Listen, I'm sure you're plenty busy, but I'd love to ask you a few questions. I assume you're a farmer by trade, yes? I am, your majesty. Do you enjoy your work? I do, your majesty. And how much money do you earn in one week? The farmer held up three fingers. I earn three silver coins, your majesty. And what do you do with those three silver coins? The farmer scratched his chin. Well, the first coin, I eat. The second coin, I loan out. And the third coin, I give back. A puzzled look spread across the king's face. I'm sorry, but I don't understand. How do you explain this riddle? The farmer chuckled. Well, your majesty, when I say I eat the first coin, what I mean is I use it to feed myself, to buy myself food. I loan out the second coin because I use it to feed my children. They're the ones who will support me later on when I'm grizzled and gray. The king's eyes sparkled with curiosity. And the third coin, the one you give back. Well, that third coin goes to my mother to repay her for everything she's done for me. So, in other words... You're giving it back! Of course! The king was impressed by the cleverness of this not-so-common commoner. Very impressed. He began to hatch a plan. Listen, farmer, this riddle you've shared with me, promise me you will not tell the answer to anyone else. At least not until you've seen my face 100 times. Do I have your word? Of course, your majesty. I won't tell the answer to anyone until I've seen your face 100 times. Good. Farewell then, farmer. Peace be with you. Then the new king started his horse and trotted back to the palace, where he summoned his royal advisors to the throne room for a very important meeting. 
What do you think the king is plotting? We'll find out what happens next after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbor.org slash Club. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today our story is called The King's Face. When we left off, a new king had assumed the throne. And along with his royal crown and robes, he inherited a team of royal advisors. The advisors had lived and worked in the palace for years and the king worried they were out of touch with what was happening outside those great stone walls. So the king donned a disguise and headed into the kingdom to observe how his subjects lived. In the fields, he met a farmer who told the king a riddle. The king made the farmer promise not to tell anyone the solution to the riddle until he had seen the king's face 100 times. Then the king galloped back to the palace and asked his royal advisors to gather round. Ladies and gentlemen, I've returned from my travels with a riddle. Whoever can answer this riddle will be promoted to the position of chief advisor. The advisor's eyes lit up. A riddle, your highness? We love riddles. Surely we'll know the answer. After all, we are the royal... I know, I know, you are the royal advisors. But believe it or not, I actually heard this riddle from one of my people. An average, everyday citizen. A farmer whom I encountered while he was pulling weeds in the hot sun. This farmer, I learned, earned three silver coins a week. When I asked what he does with those three coins, he answered me as follows. The first coin, he eats. The second coin, he loans out. And the third coin, he gives back. Tell me the meaning of the farmer's words and you will be my new chief advisor. The advisors spent the next day racking their brains. This riddle is a tough nut to crack. I'd say it's downright impossible. I'll tell you what's impossible. That a simple farmer could be more clever than we are. I know. After all, we 
are the royal advisors, right? Eventually, the advisors decided that if they wanted to solve the riddle, they would have to track down the farmer. So they stole away with the king's horse and had the animal retrace its steps to the farmer's field. It was drizzling outside, so by the time they got there, their long robes were damp and their fancy shoes were splattered with mud. Excuse us, farmer. We're wondering if you can help us out. Not long ago, did you, by any chance, meet the king? The farmer glanced up from his weeding. Why, yes, I did. And did you, by any chance, tell the king a riddle? About how you spend your three silver coins each week? In fact, I did. The advisors grinned. But his majesty made me promise not to tell anyone the answer. The advisors grimaced. Then one of them reached into the horse's saddlebag and pulled out a large silk purse. This purse contains 100 silver coins. Each one newly minted with the king's royal face. We will give you the whole kit and caboodle. If you tell us the answer to your riddle. The farmer gazed at the purse. His eyes twinkled. Well, I don't need 100 silver coins, but I'll take 99. The advisors were confused by the farmer's request, but they counted out 99 silver coins and handed them over. The farmer peered at each and every coin before dropping it into his leather satchel. Then, once all 99 coins were stashed away in the farmer's bag, he told the advisors the answer to his riddle. Without delay, the advisors rushed back to the palace, where they proudly shared the solution with the king. You solved the farmer's riddle? How in the world did you figure it out? Only the farmer himself could know the answer. As the king stared at the advisors, he noticed their sodden clothing and the mud spattered all over their fancy shoes. Wait a minute. Have you been out of the palace, riding around the kingdom, to a certain field where a certain someone was weeding, perhaps? The advisors caved in and told the king everything, how they had tracked down the farmer and how they had traded 99 silver coins for the solution to his riddle. Immediately, the king ordered his guards to bring the farmer to the palace. When the humble man arrived, the king jabbed a trembling finger toward his face. You! You weren't supposed to tell anyone the answer to your riddle! Not until you've seen my face 100 times. The farmer shrugged. I know that, your majesty. But the truth is... I have seen your face 100 times. The king's jaw dropped. What are you talking about? We've only met once. Yes, your majesty. We have only met once. But I've definitely seen your face 100 times. One time when we first met, and 99 times this very morning. What? That's absurd! You didn't see my face this morning, and definitely not 99 times. There was a glint in the farmer's eye as he held up his leather satchel 
and gave the bag a gentle shake. Your Majesty, this satchel contains 99 silver coins. Your advisors were kind enough to give them to me. And when they did, I saw all 99 coins. And all 99 of them bear an engraving of your royal face. Therefore, you have seen my face 100 times. Of course. After that day, the farmer became the king's chief advisor. His only advisor, actually. The king offered his former advisors a new position, planting and weeding out in the royal fields. When the farmer moved into the palace to start his new job, he didn't come alone. He brought his children and his mother with him. And even though his new royal salary was a wee bit larger than three silver coins, he continued splitting his earnings into three parts. One he ate, one he loaned out, and one he gave back. Now it's your turn. The farmer used his third coin to pay back his mother, the loving person who raised him. What's something you can do to show appreciation for a grown-up who's raising you? Find a piece of paper and draw a picture of how you might say thanks. Once you've finished your picture, show it to your grown-up. Then have them share it with us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Podcast. This week's story, The King's Face, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Catherine Brewer. Circle Round's original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. You can find The Music of Circle Round, Volume 1, Eric's compilation of music from our first season of the podcast, on iTunes, Amazon, and the CD Baby Store. To learn more, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Soundtrack and Coloring Pages. While you're there, you can also find, yes, our coloring pages. Our artist, Sabina Hahn, has drawn a black and white picture for every Circle Round story, and you can color all of them in. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Special thanks to this week's actors. John Bell, Laura Gardner, Tom Whaley, Lisa Ewan, Derek Baskin, and Brandon Uranowitz. If you're in New York, look for Derek Baskin at the Imperial Theater in Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. And grown-ups, you can see Brandon Uranowitz on the big screen in The Kitchen, starring Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. And he's an absolute hoot in the Amazon original series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This week's featured instrument was the kithara. You can learn more about this ancient Greek harp and see a picture on our website. Once more, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name's Eowyn. I'm from Cambridge, Massachusetts. And my favorite story is Naming the Tree. I like the part where the tortoise walks to the Lion King and back. 
Hi, my name is Skyler. I live in Massachusetts, and my favorite circle round is the three little critters. My name is Petra. I live in North Carolina. My favorite one is Ariana's music. Hi, my name is Avene, and I live in Connecticut, and my favorite circle round star is Maya's feathers, and why I like it is her sisters and brothers turn into turtles. That's a funniest part. My name is Ella, and I live in Los Angeles, California, and my favorite story is the enchanted paintbrush, and I like the part where Liang draws the peacock and it comes alive and flies out the window. Hi, my name is Natalia and I live in Oakland, California. And my favorite circle-around story is the cherry and clown. I like it because they're so silly. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single circle-around story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle-round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.